We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? hey yo Hello! Woo, woo, woo. How's it going? It's going! Hey, what? You, didn't, you didn't tell me you were going to bring firearms to the recording today. Bought my sawed-off shotgun. I've also, checked this out, Ben. Got my nickel-plated six-shooters. Oh. Now they and making that classic six-shooter sound. Yeah, Like they do. I've got an Uzi. Oh, yeah? He goes... What you meant is he brought in a, a pet horse. <laughs> this is Uzi, my Shetland pony. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to Watching Films in the Toilet, a hey. comedy. And I've checked with our lawyers. We are entitled to use that word. It is technically a comedy podcast about watching films on the DL in the toilet with dads, with young children... Yeah, uh, who can't watch violent, scary films, and uh, wives who don't like watching those sorts of things either. So we go toilet. Go toilet, watch them up in there, then we review them for you. Yeah. You're welcome. It's simple, isn't it? It's like those meerkats. What do they say? Simples. Uh, they do, they do the uh, Hannibal Lecter noise after. They then. do the noise, don't they? Simples. I feel like that was a mistake. Yeah. Strange connotations that have. But... Do you ever watch the late night one where the, the main meerkat eats Ray Liotta's brain? <laughs> Ugh. Sign up for meerkat movies and you also get free Ray Liotta brain. <laughs> <laughs> I remember so clearly going to see Hannibal. Mm. And I, it's the only th- film I can remember that really made me want to be sick. That yeah. scene made me feel genuinely sick. Doesn't Ray Liotta eat some of his own brain? Yes, he does. Feeds him his own brain. There's another bit. He gives he gives a bit of that brain to a little kid on an aeroplane. Oh, yeah. Flipping it. Crikey. I really, really started going off Hannibal Lecter after that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, those films went a bit downhill, didn't they, really? And mm. then the series came back with Old Mads, and that was awesome. Was it good? I've never seen that. Oh, it's so good! It's got Mads in it, so obviously it's good. Anything with Mads. I like it. I like it in James Bond, where he gets that big bit of rope, ties a knot in it. <laughs> And swings it into James Bond's balls. Yeah, does he? He's, oh, he's a fan, he's a fan. He goes, oh, you think, you think you're all that? Check out this, I'm swinging this in your ball bag. <laughs> and James Bond goes, ah! He goes, oh, no! It's my secret balls you just got. <laughs> That's the, they're the Queen's balls, aren't they? They do belong to the Queen, yeah. They do belong to the Queen. Acting so weird. Like, he's, Daniel Craig sat in that chair for a day without any clothes on. While Mad swung a rope at him. Yeah. That was their that was their job for that day. We've done that and yeah. we weren't acting. We just we, did it for a laugh. Yeah, we didn't get paid for it though. No, we just took it in turns. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was yeah. brilliant. No <laughs> no shield, nothing, because we're hard as nails. So you know those uh massage tables where uh, they've got the hole cut in them where people put their face? That's right. That's what we were sitting on top of. Yeah. So we, we put <laughs> well, our we put our junk <laughs> in that hole. Because obviously we had to go to a salon to do it. Yes, 
Yeah. Can we can we please hire a room with one of those tables with the holes in it, please? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Where do you want a masseuse? No thanks. Just the table with the holes. Just the table. Yeah. Also, do you have any lengths of thick <laughs> rope? And they did, which makes me think it's not an uncommon request. I think most mates do that, don't they? Most buddies do. Most buddies, yeah. Do you swing some ropes at each other's uh, ball bags? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, Ben, old chum. Yes. What the hell's going on in this episode? Well, you'll only blow your top. Okay. Is that what people do? Blow their tops? Oh, that's anger, isn't it? That's anger. Blow your mind, I think, is what you're thinking of. You'll only blow your mind. I'll blow... No, you can't blow your mind. I'll blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, oh, this week. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah, going to blow. Ben, what's happening later <laughs> in the show? Apparently, the apparent response to that is having a stroke. This week, we're going to be discussing the film Seven, yeah. uh, which was directed by David Fincher, starring the old Bradley Pitt and the old Morgan Freeman. Not only that, we are going to be joined by a very, very special guest. Oh, Mr. Ash Tubb from the band Sugar Horse. Oh, yeah. Um, Sugar Horse are a Bristol-based band. Uh, they are pretty heavy at times, uh, but also quite beautiful. Ethereal, I believe they've been described as, and they're brilliant. So check them out, yeah? Okay, well, we've got all of that to come, so super exciting. That's going to blow your face off. It certainly will. First, yeah. Ben, you know what's coming, don't you? It's the end of the show. Keep flushing. <laughs> you wish, listeners. You wish it was the end of the show. Oh, don't say that, because they do. You... <laughs> no, I know they do. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Oh, we've got some correspondence, Ben. Oh, someone written in. Mm-hmm. Oh, terrific. This always goes well. These are always good. Got an old email? Okay. Ahoy, me hearties. The ghost of Sir Francis Drake here. <laughs> I heard on the ghost grapevine that ye scurvy dogs wanted to hear from me, so I thought I'd oblige with this merry old email. I imagine you wanted to hear from me because I'm one of Plymouth's most favourite sons, like Jason Statham's wife and rubbish actress Rosie Huntington-Whiteley and dumbass Antarctic explorer Robert Scott. You may remember from history class that I circumnavigated the world in one voyage, which you have to admit... It's freaking awesome. I often remind the ghost of Robert Scott that whilst I'm best known for this, he's famous for trying to ride a seaside donkey to the South Pole. As well as being a brilliant explorer, I was the mayor of Plymouth and later helped the British defeat the Spanish Armada. I was branded a pirate by the Spanish because I would totally fuck up any Spanish boat I found and would take all the stuff like a total lad. I would love to say I'm a big fan of your show. Unfortunately, I've never listened to it. Oh, no. I prefer the Josh Widdicombe Rob Beckett one. What? You are kidding me. I'd love to meet Widdicombe when he becomes a ghost. But sadly, I know for a fact that he's going straight to hell for all the really horrific <laughs> stuff that he's done. <laughs> oh, well. Best wishes, me hearties. The ghost of Sir Francis Drake. <laughs> The ghost of, the, of Sir Francis Drake, Ben. Oh, I can't believe it. Unfortunately, he uh, really let himself down at the end there, didn't he? He loves the old Widdicombe Rob Beckett podcast, doesn't he? <sighs> of course he does. I mean, yeah. that must have broken your heart. I do take great solace in the fact that Josh Widdicombe is definitely going to hell. <laughs> He's straight to the hot place. It's really good that Sir Francis Drake knows that. Yeah. Uh, and that he's he's been able to pass that message on, isn't it? Oh, 
Oh, it's so hot down here. Oh no, I'm surrounded by all the worst people in history. That must mean I'm one of the worst people <laughs> in history. Oh, his punishment, do you know what his punishment will be? Trying to create some original comedy, <laughs> which of course he can never do. Oh, where to come? Uh, toilet news. Time yeah. for toilet news. Toilet news! <sighs> Got my favourite kind of toilet news. Toilet news about Devon. Oh, it's, it's like, um, what are two nice things? I yeah. don't think. It's like white bread and butter and crisps. What a combo. That's three things, Ben. All right. Oh, for God's sake. What do, okay. It's like a crisp sandwich. It's a great combination. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen Ben look so cross and being corrected for being just wrong. I went along with your story. And now you're like, oh, no. There are three things. I can't have... I was trying to make a nice analogy. Well, you'd spent yeah. like forever going like, oh, this, oh, it's like two things. What two things that go together? Well, two things. Come on, Ben, two things. And it's like so many things you said, like strawberries and cream. I don't like that. I don't eat cream. For me, it's a crisp sandwich. That's the thing. Okay, fine. People are donating used toilet brushes and adult toys to Devon charity shops. The charity shop volunteers and employees in Devon have revealed some of the shocking and repulsive donations they have come across when sorting out bags of unwanted items. Another great bit of uh, Devonian sarcasm here. A North Devon charity shop has reported recently having had the pleasure and honour of unpacking three used toilet brushes and a bag full of used and unwashed underwear. Oh my, that's grisly. Says a horror list of the worst donations include a handbag containing a bag of dog poo. <laughs> Men's suit trousers that are orange stained around the crotch. Shoes with dung trodden into the cleats. Adult DVDs. Food out of date by several years. Big bag <laughs> of broken wax crayons. A stained potty. Half used boxes of incontinence pads. Several loose knives and worn dressing up clothes. Well, as uh, Slim Pickens says in Dr. Strangelove, the fella could have himself a pretty good weekend in Vegas with all of that stuff. Yeah, you could. I, could, I definitely could. Knives, stained trousers. Pop on the stained trousers. <laughs> yeah. Take out couple my knives. Of, couple of knives. Handbag full of dog poo. Hit the town. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that potty on your head. Be time to uh, break out my alter ego. Mr. Ted. Mr. Ted. Hey, everybody, it's Mr. Ted. Have you seen my shoes? I've got dung in the cleats. <laughs> hey, Mr. Ted's crazy. I got a big bag of wax crayons. <laughs> Hey, you need a pad for your pants? I got a half full box. It's quite weird. That, Ben, is all the toilet news uh, we're fit to tell. Well, in that case, I think it's time to knock on the bathroom door of this week's special guest. Hello, Ash. Hello. Hi, can we come in? Uh, not really. I'm, um, well, I'm doing something quite private right now. Let us in, mate. Oh. Christ. Let us in. Just let us in. Since you are so nicely. We will be forced to break it down otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that. Is it Life's Too Short? Mm. That Ricky Gervais show? Yeah. When he's doing the um, Liam Neeson comes in. Yes. And, <laughs> and he's the shopkeeper. <laughs> and he's like, knock, knock. Yeah. And Liam Neeson's like, oh, we're closed. 
yeah, you basically just blocked our improv completely. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I really didn't mean to. Just, I was yeah. trying to do a bit. <laughs> <laughs> just let us in, yeah? Let us in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in. Oh, Come in, fuck. lads. Come in, share the aroma. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's, it's actually really nice. You've lit some candles. I like to be comfortable. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, thanks for having us very much. Uh, thanks for having us very much. <laughs> Ben's catchphrase there, trying to make it stick. Yeah, thanks for having us very much. <laughs> we are going to be discussing the film Seven, which you chose. Do you mind if I ask why you chose Seven for chatting about? I haven't watched it in a few years, and I remember, I remember stumbling across it when I was maybe like 13 or 14, like showing on, I don't know, like ITV at 10 o'clock. It's like one of those films, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I think I stumbled across it as they were going into that bedroom with, with the sloth guy. Yeah, yeah. Which is a pretty weird time to come into a film, especially yes. when you're a teenager. So I was mm. like, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen. So it just kind of left a bit of an impression on me. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. That would etch itself in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I ask, Ash, if there are any other films that you toyed with talking about? Well, you guys gave me a list, and I'm quite a pretentious yeah. cut, to be honest. <laughs> Good. So I like lots of horrible, like, art house films mm. with subtitles in black and white. Yeah. I was going to force you both to watch this film called The Holy Mountain, which is hilariously, like, psychedelic and weird. Wait, it's f- mental <laughs> i've gone to the point now in my life where i really struggle watching films that are remotely trippy like i i have to turn them off i said to ben the other day i had a plowman's lunch and the uh what is that pickled the pickled onion was so tart i had to leave the table yeah so that's true i can't now like i will happily watch violent films but anything that's in any way trippy right like I, it makes me feel weird and i have to stop just too much yeah Eamon hadn't listened to your band before so i got him to listen to some some sugar horse right. so i think you've probably been on a bit of a trip this week haven't you Eamon? after listening to the horse i have yeah yeah i mean i have to say like in all honesty the music i listen to now is film soundtracks oh, yeah. like gravity for example i think it's a really good soundtrack and i'll often listen to that especially Tian Gong. I'll put on the track Tian Gong yeah. if I need yeah. to put a little spring in my <laughs> little step. Little boost, yeah. Little, little click of the heels out the door. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> if I'm feeling sad, I might listen to, uh, I think it's Annie Can, where she speaks to the sad uh, Inuit. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go, I don't want to do too much of a deep, don't want to do too much of a deep dive for my love of the Gravity soundtrack. Right. Um, but... Sorry, long story short, um, I did listen to music and I do like with film and, and I think music as well, it's nice listening to things that um, you can't predict oh, yeah. what's yeah. going to happen. It's nice listening to things that are unique, which sounds like it might be a failed dig, but I did, I did enjoy <laughs> listening to your music. I like to listen to things that I cannot predict and that is not your band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sugar Horse is so predictable. Like <laughs> We are, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, play A again, I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was going to wear my Sugar Horse t-shirt tonight, but I thought that might be weird. That would have so been embarrassing. I'm just it? telling you that I was going to wear it instead. <laughs> so that's not weird. So I'm not embarrassed anymore. It's perfect. I'm wearing my Gravity <laughs> OST t-shirt. <laughs> that would have been that would have been sweet, man. I really hope that exists. Is, is it just 
the gravity front cover with like OST and Comic Sans at the bottom. <laughs> Comic Sans, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if I could tell that it was the OST t-shirt from like just the very top. <laughs> you came on camera and I was like, oh my god, is that the gravity OST t-shirt? <laughs> so, good. Eamon, how many toilet sittings did it take you to get through seven? Because obviously we all watched this on the toilet. Yeah, uh, it took me an even ten. Okay. He's fibrous. That's right. I tried for seven, ah. but I really got sucked into the film. So I watched two hours in the first sitting and then I had to break the credits up into six wow. sittings just so I could say that it had taken me seven. What about you, Ash? Well, I subsist on mainly like fags and coffee. So <laughs> it was one, but it was a very uncomfortable one. I felt very much like the sloth man at the end of it. <laughs> Did someone lean into the toilet and whisper, you got what you deserve? <laughs> Cool. So each week I will summarise the film as quickly as I can in the time it would take Eamon to do a really long morning wee. But Ash, this week, since you're our guest, have you had a drink of anything this week that's made you wee for a long or short period of time? Um, I'm drinking it right now. Oh, perfect. I'm going to throw some love out to my fellow alcohol-free brethren or the boring squad, as we like to call ourselves. <laughs> this is an alcohol-free Negroni. Oh. Which is like the full-on ex-alcoholics alcohol-free drink of choice. Because <laughs> no one likes Negronis except people who are like really f***ing addicted to booze, you know? Right. Because it's just three different kinds of booze in a glass <laughs> and you chug it. They're really strong. So this is alcohol-free. It kind of tastes like a Negroni, but without the sweet, sweet alcohol that I am addicted to. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find it gives you any sort of buzz? No. Or just a flavour? <laughs> no. No, no not no. at all. Brilliant. Not in any way. It's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so you've had, you've had your drink. How long is or was your wee going to be, do you think? How much time have I got? I reckon maybe 40 seconds. I'm going to have to talk fast. Right. You ready, Ben? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. And your marks get set. Go. So, Morgan Freeman is a soon-to-retire detective worn down by years of grim cases in a grim city. He's partnered with Brad Pitt, a perky young detective who thinks he's seen it all, and together they begin to investigate a series of murders inspired by the seven deadly sins. There's a gluttonous fella who's forced to eat until he bursts, a greedy lawyer who has to remove a pound of his own flesh, and some lazy perv who's strapped to a bed for a whole year, which isn't as fun as it sounds. <laughs> Amongst all the horrors, Gwyneth Paltrow, who plays Brad Pitt's wife, tells Morgan Freeman she's pregnant and is a bit worried about bringing a child into the hellish city, but as we discover later, she doesn't need to worry. <laughs> The detective's investigation leads them to the killer's apartment, which is full of weird diaries and neon crosses and stuff, and this leads them to another particularly horrifying murder based around lust. And then there's one last murder in which a disfigured model chooses to swallow some pills instead of her pride. The killer, played by Kevin Spacey, then unexpectedly turns himself in, and the detectives drive him out into the desert where he promises to reveal the identity of his last victim. Turns out Kevin Spacey envied Brad's relationship with Gwyneth, so he cut off her head and had it delivered to the desert in a box. Morgan Freeman pleads with Brad not to succumb to wrath, but he does, and shoots Kevin Spacey in the head a few times. The end. Wowee. How'd I do? Come on, come on. It was 40 seconds exactly. Oh, yeah. I, I do not believe you. I, I demand a recount. That was a minute and three seconds. <laughs> was it a minute, a and, minute three? and three? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. So, Ash, you said about the first time that you saw Seven. I remember, so I was, I think, 13 or 14 when it came out, and my parents went to see it at the cinema. And I'd heard that it was quite shocking. It was quite a hyped film at the time. They came back and I said, oh, how was it? Was it good? And my mum just went, ugh, and then walked off. It horrified her. 
So that just really made me want to see it. Slightly off topic, but a, a similar story. But this involves Celine Dion instead of the <laughs> film Seven. <Okay. laughs> we'll allow it. It just struck a little chord in my head then. But my parents once went to see Celine Dion right. at Cardiff Arena, I think. It was some arena. Yeah. And um, my dad wasn't looking forward to the experience as it was. I think he was just going along to like keep my mum happy or whatever. He's not a big fan of like music or just stuff in general, really. So um, <laughs> they went along and they came back quite late. And um, I was like, how was Celine Dion in concert at Cardiff Arena? And my mum was like, oh, yeah, it was fantastic. But the stage sets were amazing. And my dad went, I thought she'd finished. and I thought it was all over. And there was a big wait. And your mum wouldn't let me leave. And then, and then Ash... <laughs> A big Titanic came out and she sang for longer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the the best. At the time, I didn't find it that funny, but since I've remembered it and it is one of my favourite memories from childhood. A big Titanic came on. (laughs) A big Titanic. Was it like a like a big model or something? I I believe she was a massive one that she was like on the front of. Did it hit an iceberg? I don't, I don't think that's how the end of the show just hit yeah, an iceberg. falls down. That would be perfect. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that. How do your yeah. parents feel about your music? Um, they don't listen to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they have no idea. They, they know okay. that I'm in a band, per se, mm. but I've been in a few bands over the years, and not that we're doing particularly well, but this band is doing a lot better than my previous bands, which pretty much just f***ing around <laughs> for years. So I think they just yeah. see it as that okay. at the moment. It will be interesting when they listen to the record yeah. for the first time, though, because I think it will be slightly terrifying <laughs> for them. <but> <laughs> well, if you perform it on the front of a boat, I think your mum might be quite into it. Yeah, first hometown show <laughs> yeah. that, my, um, that my dad comes to. We're going to do an encore, and I'm going to come out on top of the f- Titanic. <laughs> I asked my dad if he'd ever listened to this podcast and he just made a face and went, no. <laughs> Our art, yeah. Not comparing the two. But, uh, I was going to say, I'd not watched this film for a long time. It was about 15 when it came out and must have watched it on VHS when it came out in Blockbusters. But I didn't realise at the time, first of all, how much they don't like each other to begin with. I think I just glossed yeah. over all of their relationship and it was all about the grisly murders and also how much of dumbass Mills is. <laughs> yeah. There's something about the um, the kind of interactions between them that feel a bit like over the top and um, like film noir or something, which is re- really graphic novel to me, I think. Yeah, I think they were going for noir kind of pulpy dialogue. And I mean, some of it works. There's like line at the beginning, he's like, Look at all the passion on the yeah. wall. It's like that kind of, you know. It's a tricky balance, I think. The gritty realism and the old detective stuff. Yeah. Which they try and meld together. What I noticed was the lack of exteriors, which I find quite weird. Like, in the first scene, they are outside, but it looks like a set. There is quite a lot of exterior shots. There's a lot of raining. It, like, rains, like, the I entire guess I mean, time. like, wide exteriors. It's, it's always it's quite close. Right. Is that a conscious decision, though? Because the end is obviously in this oh. huge, wide-open space. Makes sense. 
we spend all this time in what feels like a very claustrophobic world. That's like the then... going clear moment. It's like the bit when Neo gets taken out of the Matrix. That's it. Everything opens up. I guess that makes that last scene all the more impactful because it's it's such a different environment. It's the first time you see the sun in it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just quite a bright day or whatever. They literally go out to what looks like the desert, which doesn't really make much sense if you think about where the film is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yeah, that doesn't make no, sense. No, it doesn't. They, they drive to the other side of the country yeah. <laughs> and um, come yeah. out to the desert. But yeah. it's like... It's a 17-hour yeah. drive. Yeah, there's a whole yeah. middle road trip section where they become really good buds. They've got cut out in the edit. <laughs> they stop off for a burger along the way. Kevin Spacey's making loads of, like, like head jokes. Like, yeah. Just winking. <laughs> Which of the sins would you say you're most guilty of committing? It would be sloth if my wife would let me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love doing nothing. It gives me a great sense of pleasure just doing sod all, all day. Yeah, but... Can't, yeah. Once you have kids and stuff, there's... <laughs> You can't really beat that. So what would it be? Probably be um, anger. Wrath. Wrath, yeah, be wrath. I get angry at everything. That's what I would have uh, matched to you, Eamon. Definitely wrath. <laughs> Slot if I could, but I'll settle for wrath. <laughs> what about you, Ash? <laughs> if you asked me about three years ago, it'd probably be sloth. When I was drinking, it would be sloth. Um, now, maybe wrath. Yeah. If it's me on the internet, then probably wrath, yeah. I enjoy shouts at people in text format. Ben, what's yours? Yeah, I, I don't know. Lust, isn't it? Old, oh yeah, old Ben. It's lust. Let's move on. Um, no, it's uh... all those <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think it possibly used to be envy mm. when I was a lot younger. Like I was just like, oh, they're famous. It's not fair. And <laughs> oh, they're doing what they love. It's not really fair. And then I found out, oh, actually, they. Yeah, they worked quite hard for that, didn't they? Uh, so that was nice. That was liberating. So no, I don't envy anyone anymore. So you're saying you're without sin? Yeah, I'm without sin. I'm clean. Apart from the lust. Apart from the horrible, <laughs> twisted fantasies. Yeah, apart from that. I don't think I could be wrong. I don't think Christ ever hid under a pile of iron <laughs> so as not to wake his children. But I could be wrong. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that's in the Bible. <laughs> you're not saying you're Jesus. That is for others to say. <laughs> you said I was Jesus and I've accepted that that's true. So that's all good. Sort of going back to Mills being absolutely hopeless. You are quite a fan of British television crime yes. dramas, aren't yes. you, Ash? Specifically, although I am not a fan of the channel itself, because I think it's a right-wing cesspit in disguise. Right. <laughs> ITV, as a network, make the best slash shitest crime dramas. Yeah, no doubt. How did you feel about Detective Mill's handling of the crime scenes? Because I was absolutely appalled <laughs> by his forensic <laughs> dismantling of any evidence that might have been there. Yeah, it's... <sighs> It's not great. At one point, it? he does like a footballer nose blow on the floor. Don't think you're meant to do that in a crime scene. I am unsure as the proper uh, of the proper etiquette, but, <laughs> yeah. but judging by Robson Green's handling of crime scenes in the in the ITV classic and probably greatest crime drama of all time, Wire in the Blood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that would that would not be acceptable on his team. That wouldn't roll, would it? But I don't know the differences between American mm. police procedure and British police pr- procedure, to be honest. It could be completely different. You're right, actually. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. I guess this was made at a time before we got a lot more forensics in films and TV. Like nowadays, I think people think they know all about crime scenes because they've seen the handling of one so many times now you go i believe the technical term is socko right in the uk at least <laughs> right. so you go full socko for it yeah and you put on the big blue plastic suits yes yes that's right if anyone listening knows who makes those suits and where to source them i'd be very <laughs> interested um not for anything weird not for anything weird but um yeah get, get in touch yeah. Privately. Not for me, thanks. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the old-fashioned leather murdering gloves. <laughs> Favoured by Lord Lucan. <laughs> but do you not think, whenever I see anyone wearing tight black leather gloves, I just think, why are you wearing murdering gloves? Yeah. Definitely. Wear woolly gloves, they're more comfortable. Then all the blood and stuff will get in the wall. Ah, uh, that's true. You'll be all caked up. It'll be like wearing two... F- black puddings on your hand <laughs> yeah. can you describe what you saw sir or oh, you saw this bloke running down the street he had massive hands that smelt like black pudding <laughs> he clearly killed someone um, yeah <laughs> but as you said Mills is he's simple isn't he mm. and he's punished for his simplistic worldview. and again I think this was one of the first mainstream films to introduce that idea of everything isn't just black and white in in evil it there can be gray as well and we sort of we see a lot more of john doe's point of view and i think somerset almost kind of buys into it i did as well of course you did um the part what did you partially, think about but then when they turn up to his flat and it looks like the kind of flat that a 13 year old my chemical romance fan would live in <laughs> my identification yeah. <laughs> with his worldview kind of went out the window there i didn't mind the murdering but the um yeah the, the negative aesthetic yeah. it's not for me thank you do you think you might have had a nightmare before christmas pillow as well <laughs> i was thinking about that like that's what all the new metal like goth kids wore they wore like a nightmare before christmas hat like surely you could have taken seven as a much darker influence like no Nightmare Before Christmas was the thing. That is the darker film, I think you find. <laughs> was there many branded seven <laughs> clothing items? Well, check out yeah. my seven beanie. <laughs> you could buy the box. Yeah. People at the bar are like, hey man, hey man, what's in the box? <laughs> in terms of like the theatricality of it, what do you think is the most interesting murder? Oh, are we going to... Because I prepared a question that runs along these lines. Oh, okay. What is your favourite out of the murders? What's your favourite one? <laughs> the way you said it is slightly darker. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. trying to... Because obviously that's what, the, what I had in my head, but it's just like, how can I say this without sounding weird? <laughs> Which one do you wish you'd done? <laughs> that's a good question. Oh, God. Oh. I don't know. I don't... Yeah, favourite is not the word I'd use, but <laughs> I think the one that hits the hardest is probably lust. Yeah, I agree. Just because there are only hints as to what happened, mm. which is deeply disturbing. 
and the performance of the guy that did it is brilliant. It's chilling. Like, he is just off. I heard that actor, like, he didn't sleep for about four days and just drank coffee and smoked. Really? I mean, he sounds a bit like you, Ash. But Hello! Just to really get... <laughs> it was me all along. <laughs> but he's properly, you know, he the hysteria, I think, is really effective. That works really well. Oh, God, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that's, that's such a shocking scene. And obviously, mm. you don't really say anything mercifully. But just seeing that crazy implement and then that performance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it really chills you. And then you have the really sleazy yeah, club that's... owner afterwards, which just makes you feel even more depressed. Yeah. <laughs> he's just kind of like, well, these things yeah. happen, don't they? Like his, his attitude is so sort of Like blase. that's his like, third police interview for a very similar incident of police. <laughs> you know? People are always getting fucked to death is what happens. <laughs> So, Ash, what would yours be? What, what was your favourite murder? I think the most horrible one is the gluttony one. I, I think that would be the, the most horrible way to go. Yeah. It sounds like it would be the most painful one for me because it would be so slow. Yeah, that you know is I mean? hideous. I mean, I guess the sloth one. The sloth one's I mean, easy. That... It's just lying down, isn't it? <laughs> but... <laughs> that took a long time, but... They said his brain was basically like yeah. mush by the end. So I imagine there was a point at which he just sort of forgot what was going on. Maybe it became yeah, quite living, fun. living the dream, isn't he? Living yeah. the dream. That scene is brilliant, though. And I still think that mm. holds up. That's the memorable one, isn't it? I think that's the... Uh... It re- And that's that's horror. I mean, that's a proper... So big old jump scare as well, where John C. McGinley gets right over him. And they also established that SWAT guy as like a bit of a chump. Dr. Cox. There's Dr. Cox going Do- in Dr. There. Cox, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like, uh, SWAT before dicks, and he's all like jock, isn't he? And then <laughs> the guy just screams yeah, yeah. in his face. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, yeah, you got what you deserve. A line they should have put in, they should have had Brad Pitt going, now who's a dick, Dr. Cox? They should have done that. <laughs> they should have. <laughs> they missed a trick there. <laughs> yeah, they did. That would have been a cinema moment to remember. And they missed yeah. it. Yeah, that scene just ends. Like, they cut away from him just on the bed, like, ugh, yeah. ugh. It's really... And the makeup's amazing as well. So gross. Proper good prosthetics. Is, is it amazing? I didn't, You're not into the makeup? I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't into it. I was slightly disappointed by it. I think it's because I had a memory of it being like really fucked up and then it just let down my memory. You know what I mean? Sad. I think just anything with a lack of CGI in it impresses me now. Mm. If it's been created by hand, I'll be like, yeah, it looks great. I really like it. One thing that's always kind of, I guess, bothered me a little bit is that the murder of Gwyneth Paltrow thematically doesn't work because each person that died is because they have been guilty of that sin. Gwyneth Paltrow is not guilty of anything, right? But Kevin Spacey is guilty of envy. <laughs> I think you'll find, Eamon, that <laughs> yeah. Kevin Spacey is the one in the wrong. Uh, he's the bad man. <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> he was doing everything right, wasn't he? <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? That Kevin Spacey dies because he's guilty of envy. What is Gwyneth Paltrow guilty of? She's innocent, isn't she? She's the innocent party in all of it. Does that not wear his kind of master plan falls down then that's how somerset should have played it at the end i think he should have said don't shoot him brad pitt sorry to use your real name nice don't shoot him brad pitt because technically he did this one wrong yeah yeah you're correct Eamon. that one does fall down a bit but without that ending it's just another bleak 
murder story, isn't it? But that yeah. elevates it, makes it something greater. Yeah. Apparently, it was going to end when Brad Pitt pulled the trigger. I think that'd be too abrupt. Yeah, that's a bit Hollywood, isn't it? I quite like that there's a, a little trail off afterwards. It makes it feel bleaker, I think. Yeah, I agree. Morgan Freeman talking about Ernest Hemingway. He's the main character. When you watch it back, Somerset's the main character. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ernest Hemingway. If you watch it back very closely... Read it between the lines. <laughs> Ernest Hemingway is the main character in Seven. Tell us why. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so earlier on as we said you are a fan of itv dramas so what we thought is if seven was to be let's say reimagined as maybe a six-part itv drama who would you cast in the lead roles right okay so detective somerset yeah instead of morgan freeman mm -hmm. i would go for the itv stalwart of crime drama yeah John Nettles. Nice. Oh, yes. The Nettles. He's got that demeanour. Yeah. He's got the respect of an aged man, mm. you know? For the Mills role, and you've got to bear with me here. Okay. <laughs> this will link. Right. I'm going to cast the controversial figure and mm. um, divorce meme, Lawrence Fox. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I did not expect that. I was not expecting that, yeah. Uh, well, my thinking is... While this person might not be famous for being in ITV crime dramas, mm. she is a big part of ITV. Yes. And as Gwyneth Paltrow, I'd like to cast the general hole, Janet Street Porter <laughs> of Loose Women fame. Mostly, mostly because I'd like to see Lawrence Fox suffer through the scene where they're hugging in bed together. <laughs> Seeing him suffer through hugging Janet Street Porter. And also, I'd like to see Janet Street Porter's decapitated head in a box. <laughs> I like that this casting has become your homicidal masterpiece. This is incredible. This is my seven, yeah. <laughs> wow. What about um, John Doe? John Doe, I'm going to switch round... ICV crime drama roles here. My favourite TV show of all time is the show Wire in the Blood. It's phenomenal. <laughs> um, I won't have a bad word said against it. Yeah, I wouldn't dare. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cast as John Doe, Kevin Spacey's character, Robson Green oh, yeah. of Robson and Jerome fame. Mm. That's why he's famous. I think he's the man for the job. You know what I mean? He's Tony Hill is his character in Wire in the Blood. <laughs> right. Tony Hill has a very... <laughs> John Doe demeanour about him. Okay. But in Wire in the Blood, it's played as a kind of... He gets inside the minds of the murderers. Okay. Does he want to murder? Who knows? Who cares? Robson Jerome will solve the case. <laughs> okay. That's the kind of structure of that show. And I think he'd play uh, John Doe really well. Good. <laughs> Eamon, what about you? What would your cast be? Got a bit of crossover, actually. Here we go. What, Janet Street Porter's um... going to be in it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. For Detective Mills... I had Soldier Soldier era, Robson Green. Ah! For Detective Somerset, Wire in the Blood era, Robson Green. <laughs> and for John, for John Doe, Extreme Fishing era, Robson Green. <laughs> if you've ever well. seen Extreme Fishing with Robson Green, you're watching the workings of a brain that's falling apart. <laughs> you genuinely can't tell if he's really happy and laughing or like f***ing livid. <laughs> <laughs>
What about Tracy? <laughs> mm, not cast that role. Um, Robson Green from uh, one yeah. of his lesser known. Why don't you cast Jerome? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's Tracy. It's Jerome. It's Tracy. <laughs> be beautiful three oh, roles played mm-hmm. by robson green it'll be robson green's big mama's house it's his big break oh, okay so ben what are yours i feel like i've taken this quite seriously compared to no actually no i'm sorry that's i, I won't say that Eamon. you i know you've really thought carefully about this about this real thing so um so, Somerset, I've got Martin Clunes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's pulled off some solid detective roles recently. Doc Martin, of course, as well. Yeah. As Mills, I've got Michael Ward, who is a young actor who was in Top Boy and Blue Story. Very sharp features. I'd like to say something. Those two, when I say I like ITV crime dramas, those two are like faux young people crime dramas. And I think they're abhorrent and they should be removed from television. Carry on. <laughs> okay okay good uh, this is going well oh, i can tell ash's not going to watch my seven adaptation there's one viewer gone i haven't even written it one yet. star the guardian i'm gonna put the titanic boat in it at the end though so it'll be fine it'll be really good the head comes out i haven't, t- <laughs> I haven't told you who john doe is yet Okay, here's a little fun <laughs> twist for you. Because I'm, I'm making it more contemporary. Michael Ward's partner is played by Ollie Alexander, the years and years lead singer. He was in It's a Sin as well. So he is the brightness in the darkness uh, who is taken away by John Doe, played by Michaela Cole. What? From I May Destroy You mm. and Chewing Gum. Okay, to make this, what, do you want to win like Guardian Top 10 Series of the Year or <laughs> yeah. something? Yeah. Bullshit. This is not what ITV stands for. ITV stands for a three and a half star review in the back pages of The Sun. There's two very different approaches that have gone on here. Ash and me, which have thought, well, this is a ludicrous question. I better think of comedy answers. And Ben, who spent three fing hours (laughs) looking through IMDb, trying to find the most diverse cast he possibly can. I take this stuff seriously. You know, you two, and you throw away, oh, yeah, that'll there's, do well. There no. is nothing throwaway about Robson Green decapitating Janet Street Porter on camera. <laughs> Three times. Triple Green. Oh, who wouldn't watch that? <laughs> oh, I had an extra role that I forgot about. I wanted David Jason of A Touch of Frost fame playing the bloke that dies in the bed. Because I don't think they'd have to put much prosthetics on him. Uh, yeah, I'd watch that. I, I, that would pique my interest if they put that in the trailer and David Just Jason. Just in there. I didn't realise we were casting the sins as well. Well, well done, guys. That was um, three very different castings there. Yeah, mine would definitely appeal to the Guardian audience. Yours, Twitter, I reckon. (laughs) Let's see what Twitter has to say about those. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Um, So I guess it's time to decide Mm -hmm. what we're going to do with this movie. Considering everything, would you fish this out or flush it away? Uh, I reckon I'd fish it out. 
Mm. It holds a slightly sentimental teenage place in my heart, I think. Yeah. Eamon, what about you? Would you fish this out or flush it away? I would fish this out, but with the caveat that I don't remember it to be as good as when I first watched it. I think it suffers from its own success in that it was so dark and but riveting that it spawned a whole load of copycats. And so I think that often diminishes the thing that, in, that inspired them, which I think is, is no fault of its own. Still super good, definitely fish this one out what about you yeah i agree what you just said i mean watching it back Mm. it was hard not to see it as a sort of parody of itself just because it it was so influential there were lots of these like bleached dark crime dramas that came out around that time and the title sequence has just been ripped off yeah it's hard to look back on that original and appreciate it anymore but i did enjoy it and it did at the end i think it still hits and there are some really great scenes in there and I think Morgan Freeman elevates it. So yeah, I would fish. I would fish it out of the bowl, and I'd probably put it in a cupboard. Um, I have a, I have a funniest scene of the film <laughs> that really caught me off guard, and it made me properly belly laugh. Yeah. It's not going to be anything messed up, don't worry. But, um, <laughs> okay, okay. Is it last? It made, no, it made, <laughs> it made me properly belly laugh. It's one of the scenes where they're all sat in the police station mm. when they have all the pictures on the wall and they've got like pins going between them and stuff. Yeah. And they're all sitting there and everyone's really stressed and the like commissioner or something is sat in one of the seats and he's really angry and he's shouting and then this phone doesn't stop ringing next to him for ages for like the whole scene. And then it, eventually he's in the middle of shouting and he picks it up and he goes... This isn't even my desk. (laughs) And it like properly made me like spit with laughter. It was great. One scene that I found really unbearable to watch was when Morgan Freeman goes to Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow's apartment and they laugh about the shaking apartment. And it's just so, oh, oh, it made me cringe. I don't know what. What do you reckon the script said for that scene? Laugh? Laugh at at what, though? They don't even really make a joke. They're just like... (laughs) (laughs) You famously hate Bon Homme, though, don't you, Ben? (laughs) Yes, I do. Morgan Freeman acts that laugh really well, though. He's like... He's obviously... Before, he's been like, right, this calls for me to, like, cry laughing. So I'm going to get into that zone. Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt are like, ah. yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, and and Morgan Freeman's like eyes are like all squinted in, and his mouth is in like a weird position, and they're like tears rolling down his face. It's terrifying. It's the most disturbing scene in the whole film. <laughs> Definitely. There we go. Ash, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Buy our shit online. Yeah, go on. Hype. There it is. That that will do for advertising. Yeah. Buy it. That's, is that all you want to do? You want to do any more? No, no, that's it. Go on, Ben, you do some hyping. <laughs> yeah, listen to Sugar Horse, yeah? Because why would you not? If you want. <laughs> right, we're going to leave your toilet cubicle now. Let you finish up. <laughs> yeah, you've held it in for quite a long time. <laughs> you think I've held it in. <laughs> These trousers tell a different story. <laughs> Thanks, man. Cheers, Ash. Cheers. So that means, Ben, that Seven is the fifth film to be put into our tank of glory, a holding tank for our favourite films. And interestingly, we're now at capacity. That tank can only store five films. Therefore, if we want to put another one in there, we have to agree which other film we're going to take out. 
Oh my goodness. Mm, exciting times. That is exciting. I wonder, I wonder what will be next. So thank you to Ash. That was brilliant. Thank yeah, you very much. Real good. Lovely chat. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for taking the time to have a chat with a couple of, couple of dads. Great stuff. Thank you. Okay, so now it's time for this week's Top 5. And what are we doing this week, Eamon? What's our top 5? It is in honour of the, I'd say, real jerk, John Doe. Oh, he is it? He's a right tool, isn't he? Oh, God. He winds me up no end. Oh. So we're talking about films with serial killers in. Favourite yeah. serial killer films. Our favourite serial killer movies. Mm. Not our favourite serial killers. We're not saying we like no, serial killers. We don't like serial killers. There's a general rule. There's a general rule. Most of them, not particularly likeable. So, Ben, before we get into this, last episode, I lost the game when yes, we talked about Michael Douglas films. You did. So, my forfeit was to, well, just ask a random member of the public for their bag. So, yeah. let's have a little listen and see how that goes. Okay. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me, sir. Yes. Can I have your suitcase, please? Sorry. What? Your suitcase. Can I have it? You want my suitcase? Yeah. No. But I want it. Uh, I said quite clearly no. Just give it to me. No. Give me that goddamn case right now. Don't you. Right, that's it. Give it here. Don't touch it. Get off. Give it to me. Get away from me. Fuck off. Ah. Oh, Fucking freak. Ow. Well, that didn't go very well, did it? No, certainly didn't. Okay, well, God, these forfeits, quite something, aren't they? So what's the forfeit this week, Gaiman? We must replicate the sin of pride, and the loser must cut off their nose. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, um, is that a metaphor? Or? No, and oh. you must cut off your actual nose. <laughs> Okay, so the, so the person that loses this has to cut off their actual nose. That's right. You can cut it off any way that you want. But wow. it has to snip, snip, snip. Off the nose comes. To, to spite their face. Quite literally. It, whoever guesses the most correct answers doesn't have to cut off their own nose. Yeah. Brilliant. Pretty strong incentive, I'd say. Yeah, very. very. Okay, you go first because you lost last time. I imagine there's some Korean films in your mix that I've never heard of. In fact, I'm just going to Google Korean serial killer film and say whatever that is. Okay, there's a film here called I Saw the Devil. I'm going to say that. No, I'm a big fan of that film. I really like it. (laughs) But there are... So you have seen it? (laughs) I've seen it. I I think it's brilliant. Um, Okay, this is a duplicate. Okay. Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. Yeah. You've got to choose it, right? You have to. Okay, I am going to say uh, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Yeah, American Psycho. Yeah, I picked American Ooh. Psycho. Let's see Paul Allen's card. <laughs> now we're cooking. Finally, good impression. Bringing me up and sort of knocking me down at the same time. It's like you've picked me up by the collar only to punch me in the face. Only to ask you to open up my, my purse and grab what's out of it. <laughs> Turns out it's a... Carry a bag full of dog poo, I'm afraid. It's a, it's a carry bag full of dung. So what you get when you dance with Mr. Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing with Mr. Ted. <laughs> spin-off, spin-off podcast that will be launching soon. It's a bit like hanging with Mr. Cooper. Do you remember that? Yeah. Basketball playing teacher, a lot like that. Don't remember Mr. Cooper giving anyone feces. <laughs> 
it, was, it happened in the last episode, which I think it is, is why it that was the last yeah. episode. Yeah. That was that was the way he signed off to everyone. <laughs> he ran into the studio audience with a huge bin bag, and they thought it was one of those Oprah moments where everyone gets a car. <laughs> and he was like, "Grab, grab out one of those, righto." So uh, your guess, Zodiac. Yeah, yeah, boy. Great film. Oh, I mean, incredible, but just like so relentlessly bleak. <laughs> Horribly bleak. Yeah, yeah, Fincher does bleak pretty well. I'd love Fincher to do like an upbeat rom-com as his next <laughs> movie. Like the sequel to The Wedding Crashes or something. <laughs> I'd love it if that was his next film. Okay, well done. So my nose is almost quite literally hanging in the balance. Mm. So you have to get this right, right? Do. Okay, this is a double. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Oh. Yes. I have chosen Sex Chainsaw Massacre. That's mm. one of my favourite movies. No other film has the grubbiness and... Yeah, it is one of a kind. So I took um, my sons on this. They were very young. It was this, like, science workshop. And they had some tuning forks. Mm. So we were just playing around with the tuning forks. And it turns out when you put a tuning fork in water, mm. it makes that noise. That oh. noise from the beginning of the Sex Chainsaw Massacre. And I was looking round like, it's the noise, it's the noise. Yeah. No one else got it. There were about 10 other parents there. And unfortunately, none of them seemed to know what the noise from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sounded mm -hmm. like. So I was very disappointed that I couldn't share that with anyone. So I was very excited. Completely the wrong environment to find out a revelation about one of your favourite horror movies. Mm. Yeah. Mm, okay. Anyway. Right. Well, that was a good story. Is that not a good story? It's okay, yeah. Fine. Well, your reaction suggests that. Sorry, should we uh, draw me to do a, a, a wild track of me singing your praises? Yeah, yeah, I do, actually. <clears throat> Great story, Ben. Do you have another? <laughs> <laughs> ben, you, you crack me up with these stories. I'll edit it together and it'll probably run a bit better than it did. For you, I'm going to go with Insomnia. Oh, no, I've not. Okay, that's a note. Oh, God. Uh, your choice. Okay, well, actually, maybe you'll go for this. I'm going to say Psycho. Yeah. Oh, pressure's on now. Oh, man. Oh. Okay, I'm going to say Night of the Hunter. No. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye to that nose, old friend. I've got to cut my own nose You've off. Got to cut your nose off, I'm afraid. Oh. God, that's not good. Yeah, I thought I had it bad when I had to try and get a briefcase. I'm wondering what I'm going to use. You could be scientific and use a scalpel, or just all yeah. in one go and use some like garden shears. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I yeah. reckon shears, quick, painless. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, okay, cool. Well, so what was your top five? Go on. So I had Silence of the Lambs, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. Zodiac. Mm -hmm. I had Scream, and then I had Manhunter, the original, so uh, Francis Dollarhide. What was yours? I had American Psycho, Silence mm -hmm. of the Lambs, Psycho, mm -hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Funny Games. Okay, well, join us next week where a noseless Ben and fully nosed Eamon yeah. will be watching Army of the Dead. Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I'll look forward to that. Anything you'd like to say at the end of this show? 
We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Uh, rate our podcast, review our podcast, listen to our podcast, enjoy our podcast. Thank you very much, bye. I just always feel like that bit is a bit boring, isn't it? That's got to be done. It's got to be done, but it, uh, the quicker it's done, the better. Don't you think? It has to be done, so I might as well make a virtue out of it. All right, let's do it again then. No, you no, I just mean out. that was funny, what we just said. No. Oh, God. No? It's so rude to me. Turns out, if Ben says something that's clearly wrong and you dare yep. to call him out on it, then you're going to ruin his mood for the rest of a podcast. Yeah, that's because I didn't say anything wrong, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's didn't right. didn't say anything that was wrong. Crisps, butter and bread are two things. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what if I'd said buttered bread and crisps? <laughs> Rather than bread, butter and crisps. If you'd said buttered bread and crisps, then I would have started laughing because that would be such a such an unusual thing for you to have said. Mm, buttered bread and crisps. Mm, what should I have? <laughs> what delicious meal shall yeah. I have tonight? Buttered bread yes. and crisps. <laughs> but yeah, on a technicality, Ben, you'd probably be right. Surely you'd want to put a bit of sauce in there as well. It should make it four things. In a crisp sandwich? What kind of sauce? Maybe a <laughs> spicy chiracha. Yeah, Nando's medium. Mm. The you, choice you... is yours. I know, I know we're meant to finish it off, but mm. what, what Nando's do you have? Um, I think I always go for medium, but then I have the hot table sauce. Oh, mate, same. Yeah. Nice. Next question. When did you last cry? <laughs> Ooh, a film made me cry. Baby Teeth, which is about a girl who is terminally ill, who falls in love with a drug dealer guy. And it broke me. Yeah, listeners, let us know the last time that you cried. Yeah. At a film. We don't, we're not interested in your sad personal lives. Well, the last time you made someone else cry by yeah. doing something bad. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I can't, wait to, I can't wait to hear what people tell us. Well, that's it. Yay. Take care. Have a lovely time till we speak to you next till we speak to you next yeah. time very much one-way traffic when it comes to that you don't speak to us we speak to you <laughs> no you do not speak to us okay go on okay keep flushing bye 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 bye, bye.